lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. It is a very special day here today on the Steve Dace Show, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. You know, back in the early years of this program, maybe even before it was a news talk show, it was a sports talk show back in those days on a 5,000 watt AM sports station here in Des Moines, Iowa. We used to do show dedications. Now, Aaron won't remember that. Do you kind of remember those days on the, on the old sports talk radio show, Todd? Do you remember those days? Okay. Yeah. Todd is here. Aaron's here. So you'll notice we um, are all wearing the same shirt today. And it's because of why this is a special occasion. We, we have to dedicate today's show. Now, unlike what I used to do, like, wow, can you believe that was like 20 years ago? I can, because I'm starting to feel it. <laughs> yeah. Unlike what I used to do 20 years ago, when a lot less of you knew me, and we're probably better for it. These show dedications would often be kind of snarky. Fair? Yeah. Yeah. This one, though, very snarky, but also heartfelt and sincere. Because all three of us today are wearing our pro-life hero t-shirts for the one and only Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Because as it says right here on my cup, we couldn't have done it without her. That old hag, I'm sorry, um, uh, public servant. That public servant hung on, I'm... um, was dedicated for so long to her craft that she chose not to retire. I almost said something else. Didn't want to have to correct myself again. She chose not to retire while Barack Hussein Obama was president to appoint her successor and bitterly clung, I'm sorry, uh, faithfully held on to her position long enough for Donald Trump to do so. So for those of us who thought we would never live to see the day, we are living in a post-Row world. We want to dedicate our show today to the one and only pro-life hero herself, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the unsung hero, if there ever was one, in the overturning of Roe v. Wade. You also can get one of these shirts if you would like. They are available right now at the Blaze Media Shop. I think it's shop.blazemedia.com. Isn't that what it is or something like that? Yes. Okay. Uh, And if you go to, if you use DACE10 as your promo code, you can get your shirt for 10% off. I've already gotten a lot of looks and questions about this shirt already this morning. So um, you too uh, can annoy uh, interest peak, uh, the interest, there it is, of a lot of people. If you also would like to get your Ruth Bader Ginsburg pro-life hero t-shirt available today. Todd, before we move on. Do you want to say anything about this solemn occasion in honor of our new pro-life hero? Well, my wife said today, you're, you're all wearing those on the show today? I said, yeah. She said, oh, dear. Uh, but yeah, that's how we roll. You know, it's, uh, it's a remarkable level of we are the people we've been waiting for, schadenfreude, that this, this has happened. Because, um, yeah, that, 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 that boomerang is, a, is an SOB. When you, when you have anointed yourself to demigod status uh, to such an extent that the blind spot of all blind spots, I mean, your, 
you you were the poster child for I mean, you were turned into like a, a, a gangster rapper by the people that now ultimately you let down. Uh, it's I, it, God is clearly an artist. He was writing a symphony that none of us understood until the very end. Indeed. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the champion justice of the abortion movement in America, ended up ending it, ironically enough, by living. <laughs> there it is. So there it is. Um, and that's a great time for us to remind you. And you know what? What you should always do with a, with a dedication, with a hearty dedication, is a toast, right? Every hearty dedication needs a toast. So if you would like to pour one out for Ruth, although this one, this you're going to want to pour one in, with our friends over at Bonner Private Wines, you can do that right now. These are really good red wines. This is in Boone's Farm. Like you pour a Boone's Farm out for Ruth. All right, this one you wanna you wanna pour one down for her, okay? Because these are some of the finest red wines in the world, imported from the high altitudes in Argentina, from families that have been doing this for a couple of centuries, so they actually taste like wines are supposed to. If you want to give them a shot, they're they're fantastic. All three of us like them. Todd is obsessed with them. He will tell you that they are even better than Aaron and I think. And you can get a, a bottle or a few right now for half off. Plus half off the shipping. If you want to toast Ruth Bader Ginsburg, your new pro-life hero, with one of these fantastic bottles of red wine, just go to bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve. That's bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve. All right, coming up on today's show, buy, sell, or hold. Buy, sell, or Lindsay, I should say. Coming up here at the bottom of the hour, that's when you will take control of the agenda. And then, of course, um, we will hand over control once more to the prophet of woe and lamentation coming up in the final segment of the program. But before we do all of that, let us begin as we always do with Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by Invincible Ignorance. This is a law professor at UC Berkeley named Kiara Bridges, who was called to testify before the Senate on the matter of the future of baby killing. Here's how that went first with questions from Senator John Cornyn and then Senator Josh Hawley. And do you think a do you think a, a baby that is delivered alive has value? Yes. Do you think that a, um, a a baby that is not yet born has value? I believe that a person with a capacity for pregnancy has value. They have intelligence. They have agency. They no, have. I'm talking dignity. about the baby. And I'm talking about the person with the capacity for pregnancy. And you're not answering the question. I'm asking. I'm answering a more interesting question to me. Do you think that a baby that is not yet born, let's say the day before this mother delivers, do you think that baby has value? I think that the person with the capacity for pregnancy has value and they have the they should have the ability to control what happens to their lives. Well, Professor Bridges, you said several times you've used a phrase. I want to make sure I understand what you mean by it. You've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. Would that be women? Many women, cis women, have the capacity for pregnancy. Many cis women do not have the capacity for pregnancy. Um, There are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy, as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. So this isn't really a women's rights issue. We can recognize that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive, Senator Hawley. So your view is is that the core of this, this right then is about what? 
So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic, um, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing that. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies? So I'm one, I want to note that one out of five transgender uh, persons have attempted suicide. So I think it's important Because of my us, line of questioning? Because, so we can't talk about it? Because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist I'm denying dangerous. that trans people exist by asking are you? you if you're talking are you? about women are you? having pregnancies. Do you believe that the, uh, men can get pregnant? No, I don't think women can <laughs> so get pregnant. So you are denying that trans people exist? Thank and that leads to violence? Is this how you run your classroom? Are students allowed to question you? Absolutely. Or are they also treated like this? Where no, no, no. They're, they're told that to they're at opening up people to oh, violence. We have a good time questioning. in my class. You should join. Oh, I bet. You might learn a lot. Wow, I, I would learn a lot. I've learned a you, lot just I know. in this exchange. Absolutely. Extraordinary. At a different point in the hearing, Senator Mazi Hirono had this to say. Originalism, they, uh, the justices who take that approach go all the way back to our founding fathers and pretend that they know what our founding fathers meant when they drafted the Constitution. I use the word pretend because who the heck would, should, would, would know what our founding fathers meant? And now this, the at least triple jabbed Anthony Fauci, who caught COVID anyway and then proceeded to take a course of Pfizer's supposed antiviral pill Paxlovid, had a rebound of symptoms and took a second course of Paxlovid, is back out there saying stuff. If you are not vaccinated to the fullest, namely you have not gotten your boosters according to what the recommendation are, then you're putting yourself at an increased risk that you could mitigate against by getting vaccinated. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky added this. Many Americans are undervaccinated, meaning they are not up to date on their COVID-19 vaccines. My message right now is very simple. It's essential that these Americans, as Dr. Shaw said, get their second booster shot right away. Pfizer's stock price is down 8% since the start of the year, just FYI. Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, Republican majorities, you know, will not save you from the madness you just heard. What will is God's grace, revival, and this kind of attitude. This is Philadelphia Phillies catcher JT Real Muto, who is being barred from entering Canada to play a series against the Toronto Blue Jays because he hasn't been jabbed. I just, I mean, I'm a healthy 31-year-old professional athlete. Um, I just didn't feel a need to get it. Um, I've had COVID a couple of times and super mild symptoms uh, back when it first came out. And when it came time to decide whether um, I needed a vaccine or not, I uh, talked with a couple of doctors that I knew and told them my story and just really decided I didn't think I needed it. And I, I wasn't going to take it just because I was told to, basically. So mm-hmm. Even if they're not going to say, because you're going to forfeit a good amount of salary. Yeah, but I mean, what's 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 money when I'm not going to let Canada tell me what I do and don't put in my body? Moving on, June inflation numbers are out, and it's another record and wallet-breaking spectacle. Overall, consumer price inflation is up 9.1% year-over-year. Fuel oil is up nearly 100%. Gas is up nearly 60%. Food is up over 12%. And electricity is up over 13%. As comedian and friend of the show Tim Young tweeted this morning, if every single component of the C PI is above 9.1%. How is total inflation only 9.1%? Joe Biden was asked by a reporter yesterday about a new poll that says over two-thirds of Democrats don't want him to run again. They want me to run. Two-thirds say they Read don't. Read the polls. Read the polls, Jack. You guys are all the same. That poll 
showed that 92% of Democrats, if I ran, would vote for me. A majority of Democrats say they don't want you to run again in no, 2024. 92% said if I did, they'd vote for me. And now a story in four parts. Headline from June 2021, Professor Vandana Shiva hails Sri Lanka's decision to ban chemical fertilizer. Headline from August 2021, Sri Lanka going organic, a practical, workable approach. Headline from March of 2022, fertilizer ban decimates Sri Lankan crops as government popularity ebbs. Headline from a few days ago, Sri Lanka protesters angered by economic meltdown storm president's house. Meanwhile, in the Netherlands, farmers there are continuing to protest the government's attempts to curb the use of fertilizer. Twitter has indeed filed a lawsuit against Elon Musk with the aim to force him to buy the company at the original price of around $54 a share. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed a bill recently that makes ballot harvesting a felony and eliminates drop boxes, among other things. And finally, this old clip of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas went viral recently, and it seems appropriate, especially after what you just watched. You can be in the middle of a hurricane, or you can be on a calm day, north is still north. You could be in a thunderstorm, north is still north. People can yell at you. North is still north. It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. And that's what happened while we were away. Again, um, this is the second day in a row we have had to offer this disclaimer about something that aired on this show. If you are unfamiliar with the species of human that you just saw at the end of of Aaron's montage, uh, male characteristics, um, uh, equipment, and an unwillingness to put up with your horse pucky, and giving zero while giving zero f's about it at the exact same time, and not particularly concerned about your unconditional approval and affirmation. If you're wondering, what is such a thing? What is such a being? Where where can they be found? Just to reiterate, what you just saw is a man. That's what that was. Write that down, class. Man spotted. About 12.13 Eastern Standard Time on the Steve Dace program. Granted, the clip stated, but that that one's actually still alive. Aaron's Montage is uh, brought to you uh, by our friends over at Omega XL. If you are struggling with inflammation as you get older, what does that mean? Well, that lingering soreness and achiness that just won't go away, chances are that's from too much inflammation in the body, particularly when we're talking about your joints, place like your neck, your back, your knees, your hips, you know, the 300, some of these joints you have in your body. They're crucial for an active lifestyle, which we want to maintain as we get older, but they can also become huge hubs for inflammation. That's why you're looking for an all-natural anti-inflammatory Backed by over three decades, or going on three decades of clinical research, and the fact that I've used it for the last going on three years, so I can personally attest to how good it works. It's called Omega XL. You can buy one bottle, get a second one for free right now when you go to OmegaXL.com slash Steve. That's OmegaXL.com slash Steve, or call them at 844 
or 800-844-4888. That's 800-844-4888. When I, when I saw that clip yesterday of the uh, professor at Cal Berkeley, this is a university 99.5% of us could not get into. Okay? Thank God. <laughs> Touche. Yes. I, I couldn't help but, ex- but analyze this in the way Lord Nefarious would. You meatbags are adorable. If you weren't such a cosmic mistake, I would just downright think you're cute. You think you're going to win a culture war that's already over. A professor at a university, who of course is tenured, almost none of you could get into, went to the United States Senate yesterday and with indignant persona argued that men can get pregnant. <laughs> I mean, you're whistling past the graveyard here. That's how, Nor- that's how Lord Nefarious would respond. The question is, when you look at this stuff every day, how are we going to respond? And I know some of you are like, oh man, I don't want to hear this again. I get it. All right. Steve Dace. We have to start the Steve Dace show bingo like what Pat Gray does. Okay. All right. Um, we can't share a country with it. Drink. Okay. Uh, where are the men? Drink. I get it, man. I get it. I'm sick of saying this stuff. I am sick of saying it. Please don't turn this show into a drinking game. I don't want to be responsible for all the lost sobriety out there. I'm sick of saying it. But. I got stopped in the hallway this morning. Came in a little early uh, to do our colleague, uh, Ali Beth Stuckey show. So that podcast will be out later today. Hope you enjoy it. And I get stopped in the hallway by uh, one of the gals that works here with the company that uh, we share office space with. And she was, uh, I thought I saw her there, but I, but we had, we had a pretty big crowd, so I wasn't sure. But uh, she confirmed that she was at this uh, barn that uh, I spoke at Monday night to a packed house of, of activists. And the title of my talk was, Do You Know What Time It Is? And she goes, I, I know you're busy, but trust me, this is going to be worth it if you give me a couple minutes to share something with you. So I said, sure. And she goes, I, I got a call this morning from a very good friend of mine. And she was crying on the phone. And um, the reason why is because the breakthrough that she had been praying for, for her husband, she thinks it might have happened actually this week. And she goes, he came to your event Monday night. First of all, I did not expect him to be there. You are not his cup of tea. Well, he's not unique in that sense. And they've gone back and forth and round and around over the last couple of years about being passive and, you know, what are we going to do about what's going on? Why are we tolerating this? Why are we wearing these masks all everywhere? Why, why, do you, why are you willing to comply with all this stuff? And he woke her up the morning after your talk and apologized. And uh, 
And he said, I have to confess something to you. I've tolerated all of this. Not because I'm a coward. If anything, that'd be easier. I'm not afraid of, it's not that I'm afraid of them. I was afraid to admit that things really aren't going to go back to the way they used to be in this country when you and I were growing up. That I didn't, I didn't want to listen to what Steve was saying because I just, I didn't want it to be true. If he was right, if, if this was an accurate weather forecast, I mean, who wants to hear F5 tornado heading your way down the street? No one wants that forecast coming in, right? Right. You know, you're going to double, triple check that. Are we sure? Because that might be the end of my way of life, my home, my possessions, the things. And I'm not talking like stuff that can be replaced. I'm talking keepsakes and the kind of things that can't be. Could be like life ruination kind of stuff. I didn't want to believe that, that this was true. That we had descended to this point. That we had descended, now these are my words, descended to a point that we've allowed so much erosion to go on that the place where we will now draw a line, and don't get me wrong, I was starting to get afraid we weren't going to draw any lines, okay? So I'm I'm not encouraging you to not draw this line. I'm not. But we let a lot of erosion folks go on to get to the point of drawing a line at Men cannot get pregnant. <laughs> All right. This is the line. That's the line in the sand. We lost a lot of sand to get to this line, but it's better than drawing no lines. So I'm in. Okay. I'm in. I'll help you draw the line. But understand, we have to recognize how much sand we have given up that this is the line in the sand. Men can't get pregnant. But back to his comments, it was just, I, I didn't want to admit that this was true. That things weren't just going to go back to the way they were when we were growing up for our kids and grandkids. And I I completely understand that. That's what I said to Kurt Schlichter yesterday. That's why five, six years ago on this show, I thought he was dangerous. I thought what he was suggesting as a counter tactic would take us to a point of no return. And I had the opinion of him for the same reason this gentleman had this opinion of me now. I didn't want to believe that we were already at a point of no return. And that's why I'm going to keep saying this stuff. Because I know there's a lot of men out there. that are not afraid like on a visceral level, like physically intimidated, not afraid of the charge and the light in the loafers brigade. They're not afraid of them. Joe Rogan, you know, bro dude, you know, who, who does two a days at, you know, anytime fitness 365 days a year and puts a measuring tape around his around his biceps, is not afraid of the charge and the light and the loafers brigade in a visceral, physical sense. But yet, 
he still masked up his little princess to go to Costco for a year anyway. Why did he do this? It's not fear. As of, of, in the way we traditionally define intimidation. It is the fear of the recognition of what is at stake. It is Adam's fear. That phenomenal scene in the Passion as Christ now, the second Adam will make right what the first Adam got wrong. When he looks over at the, and boy, is that, does that not seem prophetic 20 years later? The androgynous Satan from the Passion. Remember when that movie came out in 2004 and how that was so edgy and blew people's minds? This androgynous, non-binary Satan, right? Yep. It's almost like, man, the Holy Spirit was just channeling that through Mel and those people back in the day. Because is that not a perfect portrait of where we are right now as a, as a society? And when James Caviezel's Jesus looks over and that serpent is at his feet now, in this garden now, and he looks over and he stomps it with the heel of his foot in fulfillment of the prophecy in Genesis. Adam could have done this. Adam could have stomped the head of the serpent himself. But he didn't. It's not that he was afraid of the serpent viscerally. He stood there the entire time. He didn't run from a snake. He stood there in the presence of the snake. He knew he was superior to the snake. He was given the power to name the snake, the serpent, what it was. He knew. He knew he was superior. He knew. But then there were the consequences. It was the cost he wasn't willing to pay. It wasn't a visceral fear of this snake as a, as a being. It was the fear of the cost, of the consequences, of the stakes that we're playing for here. So he did nothing. He was passive. And that's why, men, many of us have not acted and not led. We know that we can buy and sell most of these manginas. We know this. The reason these Antifa kids wear all this black gear is because they're, they're, the, they're, they're all the one bucko five albino kid that you gave swirlies to in, in, in football practice and made them carry your bag. That's not why. It's the consequences. It's the stakes. I might lose something doing what I'm called to do. I'm not afraid of you. I'm afraid of the cost. And that's why I think it bears repeating over and over again. You cannot share a country with this. Stop counting the cost. It will not share a country with you. Stop counting the cost. We're never going back to the way things were before. Stop counting that cost. We might move forward into something better than what we were before if you stop counting the cost. 
Stop being an actuary. Start being a man. Stop counting the cost and act. And do so meekly. As you saw Clarence Thomas there. That's what that looks like. That's power under control. Steely determination. But I'm not going to give you the satisfaction of, of forcing me to lose my temper. You're not worth it. I'm going to maintain my self-control. At the same time, I will confront you for losing yours. So I get it, man. I'm sick of saying some of this stuff over and over again. So if I'm sick of it, I can't imagine how sick of it some of you are. But every day in this audience, there's going to be somebody like this man. And maybe this is the day, maybe this is the day, hearing it again, we break through that concrete. And you're like, you know what, man, you're right. And I've known that this was right all along. So let's roll. I'm your Huckleberry. Let's find out. I just want to be left alone. Loses in every history book ever. I just want things to go back to the way they were before. Loses in every history book ever. I didn't want to rock the boat. I didn't want to make it awkward. It's not my place to say anything. Loses in every history book ever. Boy, howdy. We might be looking at interest rates getting over 6% here soon. Uh, that's It's always important to make sure if you're applying for a mortgage, a home loan, a business loan, a refi, an auto loan, et cetera. It's always important to make sure you've got the best credit score you can get to get the best rate and repayment options that you can afford. That's always important. But now, especially, I mean, when we closed on our refi at the end of uh, last year, interest rates were half what they are, right? We got, we got an interest rate for half of what it is right now. That's a lot of money, folks, that you could be saving uh, if you've got a friend like ScoreMaster. We use ScoreMaster to help guide us to get to the process of the best credit score we could get in time to get our refi closed and finished before all hell broke loose. And if you want to check them out right now, because the, you know, the credit card companies will now show you your score for free often, but will they show you exactly why you have that score? And I know for a fact, most of them won't show you what you can do to better it, right? That's what they do at ScoreMaster. They put your information where it belongs, in your hands to empower you and not lenders. You can try it for free right now, see how many plus points you can add to your score, and then determine if you want to move on with them uh, as a partner from there. When you go to scoremaster.com slash Steve, once more, that is scoremaster.com slash Steve. All right, let's get to buy, sell, or Lindsay. Each week at this time, Aaron, with a lot of help from his friends, that would be you in the audience, uh, has selected a bunch of predictions, statements, lists, prophecies on various issues and topics. No topic is off limits uh, for me and Todd to address. 
But um, if we use the once per show hold that we are permitted, if we use that for any reason other than, wow, Aaron, how did you let that get on the air? Um, you will have to hold Lindsay or let him hold you. Todd, you ready to go? Yes. All right. Fire away, Aaron. All right. We will begin with come and see the violence inherent in the system who says the proper line of questioning for the Hunter leak is of all those who had the ability to leak it, which ones would benefit the most or be hurt the least by going public with it? And why now? Agreed. Agreed. I mean, I don't think this was leaked by 4chan. Uh, maybe leaked through 4chan, if you know what I'm saying, brother. Uh, but this doesn't benefit having this out there right now doesn't benefit the Shycoms or anybody else that would have used this for affirmative blackmail material. So who does it benefit to put this out there right now? Uh, the system. You're cleaning house, man. You know, the, the this is there's everything in the demonic realm is a counterfeit or a bastardization of the kingdom of God. The mass. So therefore, follow me here if you get the biblical analogy I'm about to drop. The master has returned to settle accounts. The Bidens are about to receive their reward in full. That's what I believe is happening here. And that's why this is happening now. And they're setting the stage. Someone must take the fall for what's about to transpire on the first Tuesday in November. Someone must take the fall. A straight, white, male, old, and the dementia is getting almost impossible to hide, particularly as everybody's bills are impossible to pay. Okay? So, um, he's going to be the fall guy. He's just nothing. He's been nothing but a tool and a proxy from the beginning. You're watching the, they're laying it out, the political version of Miller's Crossing. Remember that film? And then eventually, hey, you know, you take the rat out to the woods and you clean house, you know, you exterminate. And that's what's going on right here in a political sense. That's why, that's why you can post videos on Twitter right now of Hunter Biden smoking crack while receiving oral sex from a prostitute. You could post that right now and they won't do anything to stop you. But if you dare publish an article in the New York Post right before the election that showed you had his laptop, they would ban you and everyone associated with that. Because it wasn't convenient to settle the account with the Bidens. They, they needed that account open. So they had a conduit, a proxy through the election. They don't need them now. And someone has to take the fall. Because they're, they're certainly not going to practice any self-awareness on their policies at all. <laughs> right? They're not going to say, this isn't going to be Bill Clinton after getting his rear end handed to him. Opening up the 1995 State of the Union address with the line, the era of big government is over. That ain't happening. There isn't going to be any, guys, we printed too much money. Guys, we spent too much money and inflation's too high. Guys, we wasted a year in Ukraine. They going to do any of that? No. No. No, they're not. The closest thing you're going to get is Fauci admitting that the vaccine didn't protect him from getting infected while telling you to still keep getting it anyway. That's the closest thing to honesty and accountability and transparency from the spirit of the age you will receive and you will like it. So it won't be any honest reckoning of their policies. There will not be some modern day Dick Morris called in to help them triangulate because politically they moved too far 
to the extreme. None of that's going to occur. Instead, Joe versus the volcano, and the volcano always wins. What he said. Next up, we'll go to N. Mutes, who says Americans have taken the whole mind your business motto the wrong way. Absolute desensitization to all things corrupting of character. Thinking that the president's son's behavior isn't a reflection of our own society's soullessness shows we have no shame. Bye. I, I completely buy. And I've seen some people say, even people I like and have immense respect for, that the issue here isn't Hunter Biden smoking crack with prostitutes. I disagree. It's quite the issue, actually. Just as Bill Clinton, who could have had... how Name, name a Hollywood star in the late 90s that was considered, you know, what Farrah Fawcett was in the 70s. Um... What um, what Kate Upton is now, Sharon Stone, Julia Roberts, they would have lined up to be his Marilyn Monroe behind the scenes back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Lined up. Instead, though, no discretion at all, and let me engage in what's borderline predatory behavior with an inferior, an intern, that nearly brought down an entire presidency. It's a big bleeping deal that the first son of the United States, while his dad was vice president and then president, accumulated via the smoking of crack and the utilization of these prostitutes years worth of blackmail material that could have been used for a series of policies that would have been devastating to the American people, but profitable to those who held said material over their heads. You're dang Skippy, that's a big story. You bet it is. And that's part of the process here, for sure. Yes, it's a big story that he was corrupt financially, but this fed into the financial corruption. Whose interest was Hunter Biden really representing here? That that calls all of that into question. And this desensitization you're talking about is epitomized by nothing better than how uh the church itself was bamboozled by having people that hated it manipulated with the don't judge routine and many people in the church many christians that call themselves christians today they bought it hook line and sinker yeah it says don't judge right in there i know i don't judge so just let everything go and so now those very same people who got you with that are now testifying before congress and calling you uh somebody who wants to commit violence against some fake uh category that was invented two seconds ago calling you a hater that that's how you were desensitized you 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 have managed to have zero agency in declaring anything right or wrong when you still go to church on Sunday and claim you believe in a savior that died on your behalf because of the cosmic weight of sin. And you said, yeah, I can't say anything about it, though. It's amazing, really. It's really amazing. It's why, and I, to, to, to tie up some loose ends about this whole show, and I never said it to Steve before, but I, I, I actually feel compelled to now, th- that... Honestly, I, I had a I had a, a vision of sorts one day that, that like 
when you see what's happening in Aaron's montage today and the timing of Steve's book now being turned into a movie coming out on it, honestly, I I would not be shocked in the least bit if right after the final credits roll, like Nefarious stands up in the audience. It's we are living in such turns around, boom, roasted. Yes, yes. (laughs) Hate to be. And I didn't want to. I didn't say it because it's like you know speaking that thing into existence. Yeah, let's but, not even do that. But I don't. You, 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 you. The your Bible verse that more than anything else. Which one did the average Christian that you know want to get tattooed on your forearm? Don't judge. Pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. Next up, Jeff Gibson says, because of the latest Hunter Biden release, it's becoming more obvious that this is the major blackmail in place. And that's the main reason we keep funding a losing war in Ukraine and have not challenged China on the virus's origin. I'm going to buy because it's as good of an explanation as anything else we could possibly proffer. Now, understand that the ultimate explanation is Aaron's razor. Okay, it's just demonic, bro. Mm -hmm. But but you have to move things from the spiritual realm into the natural it, t- mm-hmm. it requires natural manifestations for things yeah. from the other from the other realm to to be accomplished here which okay? is what your tweet with, that you do numerous times now as a meme basically you said i hope whatever you were laundering is worth it that's yes, what you're describing that's, that's exactly that's right yes yeah it's either that or they what they were laundering out of there was so valuable yeah, we, I, I, in fact, I don't think I've brought this up yet because I was trying. I thought maybe I said it earlier, and then I remembered. No, I said it on Ali's show when I take my interview with her before ours, a half an hour before we went on the air today. What is it? Is it the I, I, Nordstrom's? Is a department store? What's the Russian gas pipeline? The Nord Stream or whatever? Nord Stream. North Stream. Yeah. Okay. Nord Stream. Nord Stream. Yeah. Thank you. Did you see this? I don't think so. Nord Stream notified Germany. Yeah. So. Less than two weeks ago, they already cut off half of their natural gas supply. Nord Stream, the Russian gas pipeline that Biden helped fund, um, while being, of course, uh, tough on Russia. <laughs> so the guy, the guy who, uh, the orange man who told the European Union, you guys probably should not buy all your natural gas from Russia and give a guy like Putin all that leverage. He's the he's the toady, right? He's the Putin toady. And the guy that funded his strategic initiative, natural gas line, he's the tough on Russia guy. Am I am I doing this right? You guys following me here? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the conventional wisdom we are sold, right? Okay. So Nord Stream informed Germany this morning, like an hour and a half ago, that it cannot, it can no longer guarantee any natural gas to the country, any of it, any of it at all. Can't guarantee that it will deliver any natural gas for Germany. This isn't Luxembourg. It's not Latvia. It's not Bulgaria. Okay, they're doing this to France and Germany. And those countries, by the way, Merkel, Macron, they're not calling up Joe and demanding we stop funding the Ukrainian war machine. In fact, they're cheering today because they no longer need to feel conflicted when they put both the rainbow and Ukrainian flags 
in their social media profiles because Ukraine will now look at going ahead and and ratifying so-called homosexual marriage. True story. True story. Ukraine, yep, very staunch. Grandmothers throwing Molotov cocktails. Yes. They're literally fighting for their lives here, folks. Past gay marriage. This this is the most serious resistance of the most serious land war, land war uh, since uh, World War II. But first, a message for gay marriage. What you have up on the screen is as good of explanation for this demonic manifestation as anything else is. Honestly, if Nefarious doesn't stand up once the credits roll, I'm going to stand up and go, come on! <laughs> what else is there? I'm not sticking around for this after credits scene. Uh, next up, Chad Smith says the assignment of the vax is by lot number. Some lots are placebos and some lots are the poison jabs. The blue counties in each state get the placebos and the red counties in each state get the poison jabs. Well, if you have been following ethical skeptics data, you would buy this because there's only a couple of explanations for why. Now, there are a couple of blue states like Michigan um, that have had high incidence of of jab um, uh, adverse side effects, okay? But there, there's only a couple of outliers like that. When you look at ethical skeptics' data, it it's pretty stark. You notice it right away that the vast majority of jab adverse effects are being reported from red states. I will buy this, but... This came up when we examined this data. I believe it was in an overtime, right? So yep. I did. We've not discussed it yet for the for the Gen Pop. There is another theory here that would explain this that doesn't entail placebos with po- you know vis a vis poisons. Here's the other theory: is that, and this is mine, in those deep blue states, devotion to the jab is so strong that it would be like if you witnessed Nick Saban personally handing a bag of cash to Tua Tagovailoa, to Najee Harris, to Jalen Waddell, to Trent Richardson. Just name a star player at Alabama during the Nick Saban era. And you were an Alabama resident. And you literally just saw Nick Saban hand... A wa a bag drop a bag for one of these kids as a recruit. You're not calling the NCAA. You're like, signed him. Because that's your team. That's your quarterback. And in these blue states, that's what the jab is. And therefore, you count it all joy to suffer for the name. You hear me knocking? It is my obligation. To offer my body up to this jab, and I'm and my only and my and I, in fact I'm even I'm even happy to know that I received the adverse effects, so that maybe that won't happen to someone I care about, and they will get its true blessing. Doc? What he said. We'll come back. More buy seller hold in a moment. Hour two live and on demand, but 
let's face it, not really that much in demand. We're just following up the Hall of Famer before us here on Blaze TV because nobody else wanted to. We are the Steve Day Show. Heading into hour two, that would be me, Totters, and Aaron McIntyre. Today's show, of course, dedicated to America's true pro-life hero, the one and only Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Hence, we are all wearing our Ruth Bader Ginsburg RBG for Evs. Our RBG pro-life hero t-shirts because, as it says here on my RBG coffee cup, couldn't have overturned Roe without her. We just can't quit you. We just can't because you just couldn't quit yourself. Indeed. So thank you very much. Let us know what you think about what we think by emailing the program, Steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, me, we parlor and gab. You can follow me at Steve Day Show on Twitter, Getter, TikTok, where we already got a warning about our account being deleted yesterday. Really? Yeah. And also Instagram. And then uh, on Trump's Truth Social, at Real Steve Day. Yes. Uh, my daughter texted me yesterday. We, we got an extinction warning from TikTok yesterday for our the account we started over there with her a month ago. And I asked why. I figured it was something I said. You know what it was? She took the Hunter Biden montage that you had yesterday on our show, Aaron. Putting that on TikTok is what triggered them to give us Hunter Biden's actual behavior <laughs> is what caused our TikTok account to get a warning. If you do this again, we will delete your account. So there you go. Uh, at, at Real Steve Dace on Trump's Truth Social as well. Those of you that are podcast listeners, please, if you have yet to do this, leave us a five-star review if you like us, of course. And thanks to all of you that have done it already. We appreciate each and every one. And if you leave us a five-star review and you have a question that you want considered for a future Ask Me Anything, our next one is coming up on Monday, uh, put it in your five-star review and you will go to the front of the line for Todd's consideration. So thank you very much. Part two of Buy, Seller Hold is brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Are you ready for the next time? That can never happen here. Happens here, right? Make sure you've got the peace of mind to know that your family, should it go down like it's going down right now in the Netherlands, all right? Should it go down here, your family is taken care of with a three-month emergency food kit that'll stay fresh for up to 20-plus years with the right uh, storage, from our friends at My Patriot Supply. That's 90 days, three months, three square meals a day, plus snacks and drinks for you and everyone in your household. And you'll get it for 150 bucks off plus free shipping if you get it from this website, preparewithdace.com. That's where you want to go. Go to preparewithdace.com and get it done for $150 off plus free shipping today at preparewithdace.com. Moving on, Sean Griffiths takes a stab at the Mount Rushmore so far of the most bass-ackwards things Biden has done during his term. All right, we'll take these one at a time. Fires tens of thousands of soldiers while we were supposedly at the same time at a war with Russia. Bye. 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 It's one of the Mount Rushmores, okay? Yep. Screwed up the only bipartisan thing he ever did by leaving billions worth of weapons and equipment and Americans behind in Afghanistan. Bye. Bye. And you can That's, tell that that was that was that was the one moment of acknowledging a political reality we have seen so far. OK, is that how quickly they wanted to pivot from that because there's even a poor most Americans. Whether you voted, voted for Biden, Trump or neither, unless you really are. 
you know, the Cal Berkeley professor that testified at the Senate yesterday, and there's a growing number of them. Most Americans still find it just beyond disdainful when we leave our own behind. Kind of violates the, you know, the creed of America, the, you know, and that goes, that was the one time that they quickly pivoted off of something because they knew there was no way they could just lie their way through that or defend it. It was a stench to the vast majority of Americans. So you bet it belongs on there. Might be the worst. Might be the worst. Might be. Yeah. Uh, spent 20 times the amount of money to protect Ukraine's border than it would to take a, uh, to build a wall on our own border. Since the definition of this is bass backwards, then yes. Because that's intentional. That's yeah. not dumb, stupid. The, 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 what happened in Afghanistan was, was, the way that was done was, you know, a Jimmy Carter trying to rescue the hostages in Iran. That's, that was incompetence. This is intentional. Okay, yes. so I will buy. as long as we're going with its back ass words and not, you know, a mistake, it's not a mistake, then I'll buy. Sure. I will buy. Yeah. And finally sent millions. Whoops, I'm sorry. Sent millions of barrels of uh, strategic reserve oil to foreign nations, including China, in the middle of sky high gas prices domestically. Again, same thing, because we're defining it as bass backwards and not a mistake or a hypocrisy. I'll buy. Yeah. That's not a mistake either. Also, you could have put four other things on yep, there. That's very in, true. Yeah. That's 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 very true. Yeah. Now for something completely different. Tiny Johnny has a top 10 list of Elvis songs. Number 10, Love Me Tender. I just saw the, the movie over the weekend. You did see it. Yeah. What did you think? It was very good. I, um, I, thought, I thought the best tremendous. part about it was was the performance of, and I can't remember, Austin. Is it, it's Austin something. Austin something. Yeah, yeah. He was, I mean, you really thought you were looking at Elvis. There. Yeah. He did phenomenal. Yeah. Right, so. Number 10, Love love Me Tender. That's sure. a staple. Gotta buy. Yep. Number nine, Can't Help Falling in Love. You gotta put that higher. I think a lot of people would think Love Me Tender probably has to go higher. So, but I'll buy. Sure. Sure. Number eight, Surrender. There's no way that should be, you know, higher than like Love Me yeah. Tender. So I'll sell. Yeah. I'll buy until I'm totally put off. Number seven, it's now or never. That also shouldn't be higher than either Love Me Tender or Can't Help Falling in Love. So I'll sell. I'll buy. N- number six, Hound Dog. I'll buy. That's yeah, quintessential. That, 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 that's, that, that's a magnum opus, yep. Uh, number five, Don't Be Cruel. That's another yeah. magnum opus, so buy. I'll buy. Number four in How the How many ghetto. magnum opuses can one dude have, by the way? Yeah. All of them, apparently. <laughs> All of them, yes. Or Elvis can? Yes. Uh, number four in the ghetto. Oh. I'm, I'm being trolled. Am this, I am I being trolled? This is that's a good song. Yeah. Am I being trolled? That's mm-hmm. higher than Hound Dog. I'm, no, yeah. sell. No, sell. Buy was Hound Dog immortalized by Eric Cartman? I don't think so. <laughs> Frankly, the Paul Shanklin in a Yugo is actually a better song. If you remember that back in the day, in a Yugo. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah. See, and you can't find. I've I've looked for Paul yeah. Shanklin stuff online. It's hard to find. He's smart because he doesn't yeah. want to give his stuff away for free. Yeah. yeah, he, yeah. he listened to the Joker. Don't ever do for free what you're good at. Yeah. Yes. Uh, number three, Suspicious Minds. Oh yeah, absolutely. That belongs okay, up there. Bye. Yep. Bye. Number two, Burning Love. Yeah. Bye. I don't I don't know that it belongs higher than some of those other songs, but it absolutely belongs up there for sure. You bet. Number one, Heartbreak Hotel. Yeah. No Jailhouse Rock on the list anywhere? Mm-mm. I mean, I'm okay with Heartbreak Hotel. I just wouldn't make it number one, so I'll sell. And I, how do we not have Jailhouse Rock on the list anywhere? That's true. How about we, kick, is... how about we kick in the ghetto out and put Jailhouse no, Rock there? No, no, yeah. no. Let's kick out in the ghetto. Yeah, let's kick that out. 
All right. Uh, that was a mixed list. Not bad. Not great. Jim Bicknell says if Trump wins nomination, the left will pivot and start blaming him for warp speed and the death that followed. And it's a legit criticism. I'll let you answer this one first. Whew. This is like immovable uh, object against irresistible force. I, I will they blame? Sure. Yeah. Why not? That that level of just audaciousness. Sure. Why not? Because I, I think you can. I think even Pfizer and Moderna could blame warp speed and not have any, and and think to themselves, you know, we we can blame that. We can we can put all of our liability on that. So. This is something I have warned about for a couple of years now. However, I am actually going to sell on this. And here's why. The, the, the reason why I warned about this for a couple of years is I was thinking about the traditional or typical paths of political obfuscation, triangulation, um, reshuffling, blame transfer, okay, that we are accustomed to. And I don't think I can simultaneously argue what I just did before the last hour, that the devotion to this jab is so sincere in these blue states that even if they had an adverse effect, so many of those people would be hesitant to report it because they would view their own bodies as not their own and a valuable contribution to this cause. And then turn around and say, but then they're going to turn around and blame Trump for the failure of their idol. I think if you want to hold Trump's feet to the fire on warp speed, you need to do it in the primary. I don't think it's going to be coming from its worshipers. Um... I don't think we're going to have Kamala Harris go from, I wouldn't take a, tr a vaccine that Trump recommended to everyone take this vaccine forever back to, well, Trump recommended, I don't think that'll happen. I, I, I think that if you want to hold Trump's feet to the fire on this and get his attention on this issue, you need to do it in a primary. I, I think when we get to the general, this will largely not be an issue um, because the spirit of the age is doing this to you on purpose. Trump won't want to admit that he put his name on something that did this to you. And the other side don't want to admit that they are actually doing it to you, right? There, there's No one has a vested interest here in the truth, except those of us who do and will need the primary process in order to push that truth out. And that's that's me taking my advice from earlier this week. I am not analyzing things the way I see things or the way that things have been seen in the past, but I'm analyzing my opponent based off of their own demonstrated behavior. The woman yesterday, a tenured professor at one of the elite public institutions in the United States, with indignation, vehemently argued that men can get pregnant. That person is not capable of the level of triangulation, Jim, that you are articulating. There's no, there's no nuance there. They're, they're already in a cult. And, and 
they're far more inclined to say that if Trump had still been president, then the jab would have worked even less. In fact, you know what? This is what they're going to do. The same people who told you, I've tested positive for COVID for the 47th time, but if it had not been for my jab, it would have been serious. Those same people would say, the jab would have lost its efficacy even earlier if Trump were still president. The rollout of the jab would have gone even worse. Even fewer people would have gotten the glorious vaccine if Trump were still president. They're going to be far more inclined to do that than triangulate the other way. This is their idol. So I would, I would have bought this hook, line, and sinker probably even until a few weeks ago, but now I'm going to sell. I just think you're, you're, you know, I believe you're right. I just think they're such crack addicts about this that they will simultaneously be swallowing their 10th booster while blaming Trump. Honestly. That, <laughs> that I could see. Sure. Okay. I could see that too. Yeah. Up next, we go to buy, sell, hold bot. The and also on why China got oil from our reserve. Due to our inflation, they're now demanding at least partial debt payments be made in hard assets. Okay. I could buy that. Yeah. Sure. I could buy that. Next, Dale Doback says, as Alex Berenson got close to yesterday and something he said, the vaccine's failure and warp speed shall be the necklace of kryptonite hung around Trump's neck. We just talked about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he gets the, the nomination and you're both a, you're a sell and Todd's a buy. Uh, yeah, I'm a sell on this premise when before I would have absolutely bought it. Um, can I you want to say something more about I just, this first? I just. They're not beyond trying anything as long as we, they believe the average citizen is a cuck. And we are. That's what I, will it work or not? Don't know. But we knew they will try anything. Did you see today's montage? They'll try anything. I agree. I, I agree they will try anything provided it does not violate their religion. They have a dogma too, Right. And so this is why you have to lock down for an airborne virus, but homosexuals at their orgies don't have to lock right. down for a person-to-person contact virus that comes specifically from their mm-hmm. form of contact. Because they're made, non-men and women, uh, they're made non-binary beings. They're made men in their cult. They're, the, they're, they're, they're in the upper echelon, all right? They're the council of elders. They're the ones, they're the ones casting their crowns, okay, in that religion. So they don't they don't have to do any of that. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and so they actually they will protect their sacred cows. And I I I just think that that devotion to this substance and what it represents is that strong. Oh, I know it's that strong. Now, now that we brought up Berenson's name, mm-hmm. can I address this really quick? Because yep. a lot of people have emailed me about this whole thing with Alex and what he or what he said. Because refresh my memory, he came on our show about three weeks ago, announced that this settlement was coming, mm-hmm. and that he would be willing. He would then be able to. Uh, part of the settlement was he wanted some of the communications and stuff about. Right. About his banishment and who had a say in that and those sorts of things. Correct. All right. Yes. So another very good friend of the program, Jordan Schachtel, has been very critical of Alex in that those disclosures that Alex was not only said on our show, but then also 
promised on his Substack have not have not happened. And Alex, in response to this, which I, I I'm sorry, I've not read it. I've got a million other things going on right now. Um, but that Alex had explained why he has not disclosed those things yet, and he hopes to disclose them in the future. He did not like defraud people like Jordan basically accused him of, etc. I I don't know what the answer or truth is. I'm happy to get Alex back on and ask him these questions point blank. But I just wanted to bring this up because several of you several of you have asked me about it. One thing I have noticed though is absolutely Alex got some form of from now on you can't touch me. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. he is He's going places he wasn't going to before. He's retweeting stuff from people's sub stacks after they're getting banned from Twitter just to make sure you see it. I mean, I, I can't speak to whether he has honored his promise when it comes to the um, uh, to the to the legal process with Twitter, but he has absolutely used his account to push back in ways that, frankly, our own Daniel Horowitz just got banned for doing a week ago. So clearly there is something in that agreement where Twitter now has said, we can't step to you anymore because he's going there. I mean, he's, he's tweeting about all this depopulation stuff. That's what they dinged me for. I mean, I got a 12-hour suspension for, for, for using the term depopulation. He's going there right now in his Twitter account. So, I, you know, I, I just wanted to bring that up. We're friends on the show. We we've, we used to work with Jordan. We know him better. But we have some rapport with both of these individuals. They've been on our show quite a bit. We are aware that you guys are confused because they are at loggerheads with each other right now. And whenever you guys ask me, hey, can you tell so-and-so, or can you explain to me why so-and-so believes this and it's another conservative media person? I'm like, I'm not them. Ask them. You know, ask them. But in this case, since we've had both of these individuals on the show so prominently, I do feel we have more responsibility to address it than you just don't like what, you know, blankety-blank sent on their show today and want me to comment on it. Fair? Yes. So we are aware of this. We just, we don't have many more answers than you do. Uh, I've read everything Jordan has said. I've read, I haven't read Alex's response to Jordan, but I can say that I have noticed that Alex has just, uh, devil may care is his Twitter account right now. I mean, he is going there on his account. So he has gotten something out of Twitter that says they can't touch him at least for some period of time. But so I just wanted to mention that. It's funny, I have not seen any of his tweets, and I know I follow him. Well, maybe that's how Twitter is responding yeah. to him doing that. All right, before we finish up here with Buy, seller Hold, remember our friends over at Built Bar, they just launched a brand new flavor yesterday, Orange Dream Sickle. I, I don't mind that flavor, that, that's why, you know, but I don't, that's not for the one I feel like I have to rush out and buy. But I know this time of year, particularly summertime, a lot of people love orange dreamsicles and popsicles. Well, that's the new flavor with Built Bar, but, but they have so many great flavors, all covered in real chocolate, all loaded with protein, but not loaded with calories, carbs, and sugar. It is the absolute best protein bar you have ever had, I promise. And it will rival a lot of the candy bars that you enjoy uh, without the calories and the bad stuff that you want to avoid. Use my last name. Dace is your promo code. D-E-A-C-E when you check out to get 15% off your order for Built Bar on their website at Built.com. B-U-I-L-T for Built Bar. Built.com, 15% off with the promo code Dace. Next, we go to Flora Buttercup, who says Sri Lanka is the first domino to fall in what will be a global economic collapse. I could buy this. I think we need to define collapse. 
How about I'm more comfortable with uprising? Because when I think collapse, I mean, I think, you know, Weimar Republic and zombies in the streets. And they're going to print too much money for that. Okay. But uprising, well, we had Canada. We have the Netherlands. We have Sri Lanka. So if you define collapse as an uprising, then I will buy. If you define collapse, you know, the way Ron Paul does, I will sell. I guess I just don't know how you define the word collapse. But, but I at least agree with the spirit of this. Uh, I will sell because I don't think it is the first domino. That too. That's a good point too. I, 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 it's a domino. It's a domino. Yeah. I think the domino that if it ends up falling as hard as it currently looks like it might would be the would be you already meant would be the Netherlands mm-hmm. because if that happens at a a first world Western level, th- then then the ball game has changed. We we've seen something like this in a previous life in a version of Sri Lanka, but it, uh, if the Netherlands just flat out, if the, if these farmers don't have, they need to have more than a mini moment. This needs to be, I mean, statues need to be built of these guys because that will mean the tide has been turned. If it's not, they're just telling you we're taking your stuff and you're going to eat bugs and you're going to like it. This is a this is a look in the mirror moment for the West. Next, we go to Biden hates America, who says the Biden administration, along with the CDC, will make one final lunge at covid restrictions in advance of the midterms. They will push hard on masking again, including and foremost in schools. They're doing I, it right now. I, yeah, the, yeah, I will buy. I don't think it'll be deployed or uh, and effective in much of the country, but I agree that they will attempt it for sure. Yeah. So I'll buy that. Yeah. What I mean by that is I think much of the country will not comply with it, but I think that they will attempt it from a a messaging standpoint because their base also loves it. Next, Louise Papp says the Big Ten will add Stanford and Notre Dame and Virginia and Georgia Tech. Sal, that seems like a... I can envision multiple other combinations. So. Let me so put those names back up there again. Stanford, Notre Dame, Virginia, Georgia Tech. Um, I think this is plausible, actually. I think those are names that are all on the list. I think that that addition won't come until Notre Dame says yes. I, I think the Big Ten is perfectly content with where it is at. Um, if you look at every school the Big Ten has added, they belong to that prestigious AAU of research institutions. I know Nebraska got kicked out of it, but they belonged to it at the time that the Big Ten added them. So Notre Dame does not belong to it, but they are, in terms of research dollars and everything, they, they, they are everything the Big Ten is looking for. I could see them wanting Stanford to come with them because that would give them a guaranteed game in California every year, which is a multi-generational tradition since Newt Rockney where, you know, they're either, so they get USC at home one year and Stanford on the road the next year or vice versa. So they could keep that tradition alive. I could see that happen. And of course, Stanford is also among the elite of the elite academically. And then Virginia and Georgia Tech are both uh, highly rated public universities that also both belong to the AAU. Now, I think the Big Ten covets North Carolina more than both of them. But North Carolina, Virginia, and Georgia are the three largest 
Um, and uh, uh, North Carolina, Virginia, Virginia, and Georgia are three of the five largest population states the Big Ten does not have a presence in. California, I'm sorry, uh, Texas and uh, Florida would be the other two. Okay, so I think that you're on, you're hovering around the target there, but Notre Dame is the key. So that's a pretty good analysis. So I'll buy. Yeah, oh, you I, already sold. I'm sorry. I sold. Yeah. Next, Truth Over Vax says Jesse Smollett's comeback rule will be as a ten-year-old girl who traveled from Ohio to Indiana to <laughs> buy, kill, this is, execute. The, I don't know what to believe now. Yeah, I don't now know. A, I don't know. Now there's yeah. a report that uh, there this, was an illegal alien who actually raped this girl, and yeah. that it's actually true. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know, but I love the sentiment, so I will buy. Yeah, I love it. Next. Jerry Sims says Europe will declare natural gas is green by energy by this winter. <laughs> Fracking is green about sometime around January 5th. Yeah, oh, January 6th, maybe. Uh, yes, I'll buy. I love it. Yeah. Uh, by seller hold, the, the earth continually reproduces oil. So um, this, this is one of these things that I'm like reconsidering in the wake of like everything is a lie. Like I actually kind of think this is that like you don't believe possible. in like peak oil or any of that stuff Correct. anymore. Yeah. So this is actually I will tell you this. A, a buddy of mine who is one of I've quoted him anonymously on this show and in before who is a big time successful wealth investor. Big time. And he's a huge fan of our show. Okay. And he's retired now and like lives like on a private island in Hawaii enjoying his twilight years. And and so this guy doesn't you you he has to and he's heavily involved in commodities like gold, silver. So he's constant so he so he got rich dealing in constants, not variables. All right. Yeah, these are speculative markets, but they're speculations based on hard assets, not perceptions like a stock price. Okay. And, and he believes this wholeheartedly, what you just said. Absolutely believes this. That oil is not a scarce resource and cannot be a scarce resource. Um, he and, and he's got a whole explanation and apologetic for, he's probably listening right now, probably email it to me. He's got like a whole explanation and apologetic. He shared it with, with me once, like 10 years ago, why it would actually violate the word of God and the character of God for that to otherwise be the case. Hmm. interesting and he's like and and again man this guy is not a flake knows what he's doing and he's not a you know um i created paypal and became a billionaire he did this the old-fashioned way hard assets knowing markets knowing constants and getting wealthy and managing my wealth that way and he absolutely believes in what you just said i'll buy it next Jim Stocker says Democrats will attempt to outlaw crisis pregnancy pregnancy centers with Chief Liz Warren leading the charge. I could see this. Yeah, I'll buy. Bye. Yeah, we went from okay, fine. Then you have to take care of all these mothers. Uh, and if we that was two weeks ago, and two weeks later it is how dare you take care of all these mothers, right? Because it's always been a death cult. It's always been a heart of darkness from the beginning. It's always been about they just want to execute the children period they just want to kill those kids next eric hollister aka edub says after the latest marvel flop sony will decide to hold on to spider-man once their current deal with marvel is complete no longer letting him play in the mcu but instead focusing his character in the sony verse i'm gonna sell because we don't know that thor will be a flop this week will tell us 
week two, we'll, let's see the drop-off. It had a monstrous week one opening. But that doesn't always tell us stuff when you're dealing with an established franchise, okay? Week two is when you find out. What's the drop-off? Um, and and it, it, typically in blockbuster lingo, if you can get if you can hold a, a movie under forty percent of the of the of a drop off from its week one gate, then you've got a pretty um, you've got a, a blockbuster with staying power. We don't know that yet about Thor. We'll find out here in a few days. So I have to sell right now. I'll buy. Next. Dustin says Jared Paulus will be the Democrat nom- nominee for 2024. Sell. Because Kamala Harris will already be president by then. Is, he's, the, he's the governor Colorado. of Colorado. The openly oh. gay governor of Colorado. Hmm. Okay. Well, I, I don't know enough about him. But I, 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 I'll buy. I think you're fishing. I, I, my point yesterday, I don't. I think you need somebody more compelling than Buttigieg in that role. So I'll buy Next, Wet Bandit says Tiger Woods will win at least one more major in sell. his career. I'm going to sell. Body is breaking down. Um, I, I think it went a lot of majors on the senior tour, but I think the body is breaking down. I'm going to sell. I'd love to see him win another one. I would not. But uh, enough of the Tiger I'm going to sell. worship. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. Not worshiping him. I just not you. I think it's a cool but story. It, but, you don't. Oh, but I see what you're saying. Yes. Okay. Daniel Horowitz will join us in a moment. You may be thinking, I don't know that there is any air purifier out there that can do anything about what's going on in my home. Well, I mean, if it's like black mold or something, then you're right. Okay. (laughs) And your home needs to be condemned. If, however, it could be, I don't know, a teenage son who's doing uh, daily uh, summer conditioning for football and comes home with every hormone, sweating it on fire. I got that in my house right now. A dog got that in my house right now and we just went through a thing where our pet had to get uh, uh, a a cyst removed a a non-cancerous cyst and had to wear the cone of shame for like two weeks so that he wouldn't like bite at it and stuff you know the stitches and he got his revenge by temporarily uh, turning my home into a toilet for two weeks that's how he got his revenge for wearing the coat of of shame that. that went great you know that went great that was a battle of wills. Can you roll tape on that happens next time? Because I'd, right. I'd pay. And then there is my monthly poker game with my buddy Mike, who is literally a human sphincter. All right. I got all those things going on in my house, along with the Eden Pure uh, purifier. And it stood up to all three of those challenges. So I can personally recommend you try it. It comes in packs of three. That's why they're 200 bucks. Because it's not 200 bucks for one. It's 200 bucks for three, but they give you 200 bucks off. Otherwise, it would have been more. That's how math works. Uh, They also will throw in free shipping as well with the code Steve3. And these are filterless, so you won't have to pay a bunch of money in the back end replacing the filters all the time. The code is Steve3 at EdenPureDeals.com. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Let's bring in the weekly profit. Of woe and lamentation, it is good to see you, my friend. How are you? We're doing all right, Steve. Isn't it cheaper just to wear a mask? You won't smell the flatulence. <laughs> that ain't going to work 
with my buddy Mike, to put it that way. Not, if, if, gas mask? Get any more than an N95, brother. More than an N95. <laughs> All right, so there's a couple of, um, um, of, of polls out right now that I want us to address because I, I, I think they will help, they'll, they'll provide an opportunity for you to help educate our audience on the political process. Not, we, we're not going to get into all the, the, the horse race stuff that neither you and I care about. But we want to make our people smarter consumers of content, okay? Because there's a couple of things that I think don't make any sense that we need to clarify. All right, let's start with a poll out of Texas today. John Cornyn has a net favorable of zero after what went down at the at the Texas State Convention a couple of weeks ago, after co-sponsoring the legislation for red flag laws. All right, he has a net favorable of zero completely deserved right that that makes sense right okay he vi- he went against uh, the the base on a sa- on a sacred principle and is being punished for it by that same group of people that makes sense right okay however greg abbott who is going who is standing by and doing nothing while anywhere close to 6000 texans in the national guard have their checks taken away for refusing to take an at best ineffective at worst poisonous jab that violates the uniform code of military justice because it's still an experimental uh, unauthorized uh, product uh, still won't defend his border declare an invasion in his state but tries a bunch of cute stunts like let me drive the illegals further into the country and drop them off in washington dc for clicks Okay, he has a net favorable of plus 73 plus 73. Okay, from the same poll in the same sample as John Cornyn has a plus zero when they're the same guy. So explain that one to our audience, please. Steve, I mean, this is this is what we've been warning about for years. Here's the deal. If it's not guns, abortion, or impeachment, our voters just don't get it. You have to tell them a hundred times, I hate you, in order for them to react and reject that candidate. Remember, Corden was reelected uh, two years ago in the primary, I think with 75, 77% of the vote. Uh, so he did even better than Greg Abbott did at the time. And it was the same problem. Everything he did was too inside baseball, too subtle. It's that quarter to third of the GOP base that follows politics closely. They got it. And indeed, you see, you know, 30 percent or so voted against Greg Abbott. The rest don't get it unless you cross them openly. Um, But this is the problem we're at. If most Republicans did what Corden did, I wish they would do it. We'd be in good shape. Most go the Greg Abbott route, which is smarter, because we don't need them to actively betray us in order to go to the road to hell. It's the passiveness. Like you mentioned, they're not going to vote to do the border invasion, but it happens and you need to react. They maybe didn't create the vaccine mandates, but they're not blocking it. Although in the case of the mask mandate, Greg Abbott did create it, but people forgot about that. And you have doctors to this day being punished by the Texas Medical Board, and he will not do anything about it. And that's his administration. I mean, that's all, that's executive branch. But it's too subtle. It's too inside baseball. The point is, if you want to be a Pfizer dirtbag Republican, don't cross the base on impeachment, guns, or abortion, and you're good to go. So that's why Asa Hutchinson, who has uh, who has 
defied us and betrayed us on literally every other issue, signed, I think it was Arkansas's heartbeat bill. That's what you're talking about, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So that's important to make sense of that for our audience. Here's another one. All right. Guy I've known for over a decade, hardcore right winger, man, hardcore. Rick Shafton is a pollster, uh, lives in North Carolina now, but used to live out in New Jersey. And that's how I got to know him, working with hardcore right wing state legislative candidates in my own state. We hired him to come in and do the polling for us. All right. So I've, I've known Rick for a long time, worked with him. I know he's a really good pollster. I've, I've actually set in with Rick during calling sessions remote to see how he operates. OK. And Rick likes open ended questions when he's polling candidates. Because that way he thinks he can get a better grasp on what people really know and what they really think, particularly at a nascent stage of a campaign early on. Right. So he just polled New Hampshire. Open ended question. Who do you support for president in 2024 as the Republican nominee? So it's open ended, meaning you've got your you have to give the response. They don't give you a list of, of responses and then you choose the one you want. You have to then answer. All right. Over 30% in this poll were undecided. Amongst those who were decided, Trump beat DeSantis 41 to 22. All right. And so let's just suppose that, though, with a poll out of Florida today from the state where both Trump and DeSantis live. At least Trump most of the time, and that's Florida, a state that Trump routed Marco Rubio in the Florida primary there in 2016. A state that Trump won by about four and a half points in 2020, which is a pretty big margin of victory in Florida, actually, in a presidential election. All right. So he is very popular in this state. In this same poll, though, DeSantis is beating him 51 to 39. And when you force people to absolutely you have to vote in the same poll, they asked a follow up question that basically said you have to vote for the person whose name you give me right now. Who is it? Trump drops from 39 to 33 percent in this poll. Does this just simply show us what you and I have learned the hard way getting our rear ends handed to us in these primaries all these years? That just name ID is the number one thing that, pardon the pun, trumps all. Because in Florida is where Ron DeSantis would equalize the name ID advantage. It would it would not exist, obviously. And so with no name ID advantage that Trump has nationally, those results reflect that. In New Hampshire, where 30% are undecided and have to figure out what name they like on their own, Trump wins that race right now by 20 points. Is that all that that's telling us? Is our people just are also very low information at times. It also tells you that there is a significant portion of the base that knows victory when they finally see it. If they don't see it, they may not know what they're missing. But once they see it, they get it. Because I would argue that even the numbers outside of Florida are insanely phenomenal. I'm shocked because uh, you wouldn't think he'd have that much name ID but he, that means that he really has percolated throughout the country, really in every state, obviously not as much elsewhere. And you're right. What the Florida numbers demonstrate is that were Ron DeSantis to announce for president, the, the degree of saturation in terms of coverage and name ID that that in itself would generate mm -hmm. might in itself make up the entire difference. Because what it shows is that a lot of Trump support is soft simply because Trump for better, for worse, is the new generic Republican. He's the default. He's everything that any Republican voter knows of. 
Um, he has 100% saturation. It's hard to grow from there. In other words, if you're if you're going to answer a pollster right now and say you're going to go for DeSantis, it's very unlikely you'll switch back to Trump because you know everything about him and you've made the cons conscientious de decision to move on. Whereas those that are still with Trump, there is a big element of that that's very malleable. And I think you're already seeing that in some of the follow-up questions. So to start off before he even has an inkling to run like this, that I, I am honestly very shocked because if you would have asked me even a month or two ago, I would have said if Trump runs, he's got it. Um, he's always going to have a majority and that's it. Um, but clearly two things have happened. I think people have noticed and acknowledged success that they've never seen before. Mm -hmm. And that has you know, gotten through to enough of the primary voters. And number two is when Trump was originally running and it, let's say you're someone who wanted a non-Trump candidate – what you always had to contend with is he, Trump would always win a plurality because you'd split the vote multiple ways. In this race, you're going to have so many mud hut munchkins running. They're not they're not going to split anything. So it's almost going to be mano a mano if it, if DeSantis winds up running. So Trump getting a solid base of 25 percent will never move off of him. That won't be enough like it was in some of the states when he ran in 2016. All right, let's do this rapid fire, and I'm going to give you some time to think about it here. Um, we've got the Family Leadership Summit coming up this weekend. Next year at this time, when we have the Leadership Summit, like we saw in 2015, that's when all the Republican candidates that are running, they'll all be here in Iowa this time next year. After, after In a moment, I'm going to give you a list of names, and I just want you to say yes or no, gut reaction. All right. Will they show up here in Iowa as a Republican candidate for president at our event next year? OK, so I'll give you that list in a second. Give you some chance to think about it after I tell the audience about our friends over at Rough Greens. Why are we taking so many supplements these days? Because a lot of our foods are stripped of the necessary vitamins, minerals and nutrients we need the most before they ever leave the factory. So they'll last longer for mass distribution. That's why we have to buy so many supplements these days. They do the same thing with our pet's food, too. And that's why there's now one for your dog called Rough Greens. You mix it into your pet's food. And with that one little act there, you likely have restored a lot of the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients missing from your pet's diet. But you may be wondering, what if my pet doesn't like it? Or what if it doesn't do anything? That's why we give you the first 14-day Jumpstart bag for free to get you started. We do ask that you pay for the shipping so that you have some skin in the game here. But we'll give you the first bag for free when you go to roughgreens.com. See if you don't see a difference in your pet in two weeks or less at roughgreens.com, R-U-F-F, -F, or call them at 833-ROUGH-DOG. That's 833-ROUGH-DOG. All right, Dan, you're ready to go rapid fire. Just give me a yes or no. Do they show up this time next year at the Family Leadership Summit to talk to Iowans about running for president? Ready? Donald Trump. Alrighty. Donald Trump. Absolutely. Okay. Larry Hogan. Absolutely. Mike. I mean, where else would he go? Mike Pompeo. For sure. Mike Pence. He can't not just to save face. Ted Cruz. I mean, this, his whole life he's been waiting waiting for this. So you're a yes. I I don't think there's anyone who won't show up because it's become an institution. Running for president, 
until the 1990s, I would say, it meant you were serious about running to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Now, with with the media saturation, it's a career promotion in and of itself. Sure. So why wouldn't anyone come? Rand Paul. No. Okay. Marco Rubio. With that. I'm going to get myself in trouble, so let's skip that one. All right. Nikki Haley. Absolutely. Uh, mark the tape. Dan Daniel Horowitz just did a tap out. I've never seen that before. That happened. Okay. Daniel Horowitz just did a tap out, folks. Last one. Ron DeSantis. Oh, Steve. Two tap outs? Yeah. Could there be two? The other, the other ones for sure will come. I forgot because Mike Pence, coming, but that's easy to do. But we all know coming he's coming. For a yeah. different purpose. I mean, he'll come if he's running. Um, and the the question is, will he run? That's my question. That's I'm, the question, right? I am still not convinced he'll run. He would have to be stupid to tell people he's not running, even if he knew he wasn't running. So I don't know. I don't know if he'll run. As you well know, I have mixed feelings about him running because mm-hmm. I think it's a dead carcass anyway. But um, I think, let me just say this. If he is running, he ain't bypassing Iowa. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Good stuff. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. Take care. All right. Take care. You guys just watched Daniel Horowitz tap out once and almost twice. Wow. And on something that... In a lot of political channels, people think is rather innocuous, but he takes it pretty seriously. What'd you guys think? Yeah, that was his like "don't give me hope" moment there with uh, <laughs> with DeSantis. Yeah, what do I think, uh, Daniel? When he's talking about our, what our voters they don't understand, except the three. What was it? Impeachment, impeachment, guns, guns and abortion. abortion. You can, you can, you Man. can violate and molest us. He says on virtually everything else. But if you tried to impeach Trump and you violate us on abortion and guns, then there is hell to pay. That those I, issues have penetrated the psyche is what he is saying. That is so dispiriting because, and again, it, it it's our whole industry what pays us. But you, you're talking about the side of the ledger that supposedly had one of the great renaissances of communication Mm -hmm. in terms of talk radio, something that conservatives dominated over the left rush and all of the uh, limbs from that tree. And yet here we are in the aftermath of rush passing and we understand nothing. We, We got Houston. We have a problem. We got lots of problems. (laughs) Yes, we do. We're going to stick around, do some bonus buy, sell, or hold for our Blaze TV subscribers. For the rest of you, we'll see you again tomorrow, noon to 2 Eastern, right after Glenn Beck here on Blaze TV. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.